Hi guys, it's Ellis and this is the Animal Excellency Podcast. Today we're going to talk about amphibians. All right, guys, let's get started. So amphibians are vertebrates, which means they have a backbone, just like us. Like reptiles and, um, oh, wait, no. Yes, like reptiles, they cannot regulate their body temperature, and they depend on the weather and the climate to keep them warm enough to survive. But amphibians have had a long time to perfect this technique. In fact, they've had about 370 million years because that's how long they've been around and that's when they first appeared, long before the dinosaurs. So, long time before. They were the first vertebrates to take over land. They were the first um, to really conquer it in a way. And they were the first quadrupeds or four-legged animals. A quadruped is a four-legged animal. And amphibians evolved from fish. And they were able to conquer the land, like I said, because they evolved jointed limbs from the fins of the fish. Of their fish ancestors, they evolved jointed limbs. And these limbs enabled them to lift their bodies off the ground. By about 280 million years ago, amphibians had become the most dominant land animals on Earth. And um, it was very impressive at a time, you know? They were... Con- They were the top predators. They were really, you know, dominating. But they were not in control for long. Over the next 70 million years, reptiles came into play. And reptiles evolved from amphibians. And reptiles laid eggs with shells and took over. However, many amphibians survived, even though many died out because of the competition. But the ones that are still here today are the descendants of those that survived. And they, make it, they made it all the way to the present. But how did they do it? How did they survive when so many other groups of animals perished and so many other amphibians perished? The answer is in their skin. The skin of an amphibian is smooth and naked, so how could that protect them? It doesn't have fur, it doesn't have hair, it doesn't have feathers or scales, nothing. So how is this an advantage? Well, the skin absorbs water and helps keep their body moist. An amphibian must remain wet to stay alive, or it will dry out and eventually die. The skin can also produce secretions that taste horrible to predators. And some of them are toxic. However, all amphibians have poison glands in their skin, and there are a wide range of harmful secretions. Some can taste horrible, some are actually toxic, Some are mildly distasteful. Some are extremely deadly. And some really dangerous amphibians have ways of warning their predators that they're dangerous so they don't get attacked. These predators will see the brightly colors, the bright, sorry, their brightly colored warnings um, and their bright colors all, all along their body. And they'll know, okay, I have to steer clear. Because I don't want to eat that and experience pain or, you know, have injury come to me. I don't want to be hurt by this. By If I'm trying to find a food source, I don't want to get hurt in the process. I want it to be as easy as possible. Their skin is very thin, and that enables them 
um, to allow oxygen to come through. Now, some species of amphibian have been known to survive really cold temperatures and droughts, but they prefer water. All amphibians prefer water. Now, all, like I said, all amphibians need water, and this is where the life of an amphibian begins. It begins in water, and it's the most crucial part of an amphibian's life. Without water, an amphibian would not be able to survive. Now, amphibians lay eggs, and they are laid in the water, and they have a jelly substance around them, and that is the only form of protection. They don't have a shell around them. Um, there's no other way. There's no other protection. So it's not the best protection, and it shrivels up in dry conditions. So it's not prefer preferable. Not at all. Um, some amphibians, however, do look after their eggs, but not all. So you not, cannot guarantee that um, your eggs will survive. Some lay them and go, and that's it. They'll never see their young. Or they will, and they might not know it, but they, they're not caring for them anymore. But some do, and they guard them for predators and possibly disease. You know, those are the good parents that want their future generation to survive. Now, when the eggs hatch, tadpoles come out. Tadpoles have external gills, like a fish, and a tail, like a fish as well. But it doesn't look like a fish's tail. It looks like a salamander's tail. But we'll get to salamanders later. So in a matter of weeks after tadpoles are born, their back limbs start to develop. So um, hind feet, oh no, hind limbs, back feet, back limbs, whatever you would like to call them, they start to develop in a matter of weeks. Then the external gills absorb into the body and are replaced by internal gills. So they still have gills, but the gills are inside their body. And then the front limbs start to develop and the tail begins to get absorbed into the body. So it's a very, very, very involved process. But in the end, the internal gills are replaced by lungs. Uh, we have lungs, uh, birds have lungs, reptiles have lungs, and at the end of a process called metamorphosis, the transition from, egg, from an egg to a larva to an adult, frogs have lungs. And so do all other amphibians, newts, salamanders, toads. All right? And their tail has been absorbed into their body. It has disappeared completely. You won't be able to see a tail on a full-grown frog. Some species do. Some species. I won't say all. And not only frogs. Um, some species do keep the tail. Some don't. But most... Actually, you know what? It, it depends on the group of the amphibian. But we're about to get into the groups now. So here we go. All There are three amphibian groups. And all three amphibian groups go through the process of metamorphosis. Remember what metamorphosis means. The transition from egg to larva to adult. The first group we are going to talk about are the newts and the salamanders. Now, they have a slender body. They have a long tail. So they keep a long tail. And they have four legs. And they're positioned um, on the body uh, to the left and the right side. They have four legs. They're quadrupeds. 
And this, surprisingly, is the group of amphibians that looks the most like their ancestors. So if you went back um, millions of years, no, to be exact, about 280 or 370 or something like that, then you would find these amphibians and you would see them and you would think, that looks like a salamander or a newt. Some of them would be bigger. Some of them would be smaller than the average salamander or newt. But you would still have the same body plan. And that's what the ancestors have passed on to modern-day amphibians, and specifically this group of amphibians. The next group that we are going to talk about is probably the most well-known group, frogs and toads. You know, I mentioned them a lot in this episode because they are a very good example when you're talking about amphibians. You know, they're the largest group and the only, only, keyword, only, amphibian group with adults that do not have tails. The next group, the animals have tails. Newts and salamanders have tails. So they are the only group with the adults not having tails. So they're tailless when they're adults. And um, many species are found in the tropics, rainforests, wet areas, of course. Rainforests, you know, so that's, you know, a good hint as to their lifestyle, preferably staying near water if they can. So the last and final group that we are going to talk about is the Caecilians. Um, it could be pronounced Caecilians or Caecilians, but this group is made up of limbless, worm-like animals that are rarely seen. Now, these animals are rarely seen because they're either underground or underwater. They move around underground by burrowing, and they are not well-known at all. And to make it even more um, confusing, in a way, the range is only limited to tropical areas. So I guess it would make sense to see an amphibian in a tropical area, right? Which does make sense because tropical areas, you could think about rainforests, and rain is in the name, and that's water. So you can understand why these amphibians are in rainforests. So... It does make sense there, but these are only limited to tropical areas. Frogs, toads, newts, salamanders are not limited to tropical areas, so their range is smaller in and of itself. Um, they're also seen um, underwater, like I said, and they're very secretive animals. They, leave a, they lead a very secretive life. You know, like I said, they're not well-known, but that's not because they're necessarily endangered or something like that. It's just because of the fact that they are only found in tropical areas, only burrow underground, and are only found in, in also burrowing underground, but also found underwater. All right, guys, that's it for today. Come back next week to see swimming, splashing creatures. This is Ellis. And this is the Animal Excellency Podcast. Be sure to comment and subscribe. Thank you for listening. All right, guys.